0: This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires. Stopped by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Cougar Post Game Live is also brought to you by Delta, official airline of the BYU men's basketball team. Here's your host, Cleon
1: Wall.
2: Welcome
1: to Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires. Stopped by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. BYU beats West Virginia. 86-73, to 73, and fans, remember, when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50 on the app or at PapaJohns.com Monday and receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location Monday only. Let's get to what I like and what I didn't like from BYU's 13-point win in Morgantown, West Virginia. What I like, dalen Hall stopping the bleeding and sealing the game Cougars up by 7, but had a 17-point lead. He took an offensive foul, then made a 3-point play at the other end. Finally, it's his first 3-pointer with 125 125 left in the game to give BYU an 84-70 lead. Also, his passing, you know, his shot wasn't really on early in the game, but he was out there passing like a a madman out there tonight. He was breaking down the Mountaineers' defense, finding the right, right guy, whether they made the shot or not, Dallin Hall and it could you could tell in the assists that he had in this game is he had 12 assists in this game. Uh, Richie Saunders bank three pointer, yes the bank was open and I'm sure he called it. It was a huge bucket to stop West Virginia's run. Same thing could be said of Trevin Nell's three pointer, and he also got fouled. Just wished he would have made the free throw. Uh, let's let's go to the MVP of this game, Foose, using his girth to back down defenders to get buckets when everyone clears out and they let him go to work in the low post, it's it's a thing of beauty. He's so patient. When you give him the time, he can score buckets. He, he can almost score on anyone. I'm glad that he's back to being the foos of old. And then also his passing. Um, he passed it to Jackson Robinson for a couple of three-pointers. First one was off of a double team. Second one was even more impressive. He, he missed the shot and he knew he was going to miss the shot, but he had to wait for it to go off the backboard to rebound it so he could grab it, give it to Jackson for a three, then actually he had another one off of an offensive rebound. That gave BYU a 12-point lead late in the game. That's what I liked from this game. There was so much to like from the game. Uh, What I didn't like, the killing blow. I I guess you could say it came late against West Virginia and, and that BYU actually never let their lead dip below six. I just wish sometimes they could respond sooner. Uh, I wish they could they could stanch the bleeding a little bit sooner. Yes, I'm nitpicking. As I said before, BYU doesn't seem to get flustered in game, which is great, but they also don't seem to always have that killing blow early on, at least I could say, in the second half. And then offensive rebounds, but BYU kind of turned that around in the second half. So it was really, really nice to see BYU come out with their second Conference Road victory. Uh, coming up next, BYU's next opponent, Loses on the road, while the conference heavyweights battle it out in Lawrence. Your final score tonight: BYU beats West Virginia, eighty-six to seventy-three. More Cougar post-game live comes your way next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: Here's Cleon Wall with more Big O Tires Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
1: BYU beats West Virginia 86-73. BYU now four and four in Big 12 Conference Play. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live presented by Big O Tires. Before we get to Big 12 scores, I just want to pass along that BYU women's basketball team, they hosted West Virginia today. They lose at the Marriott Center, 76-69. to Lauren Gustin had 16 points and 14 rebounds in the loss. Laura Davenport had 13 points in the loss. Big 12 action going on right now. Iowa State, 12th-ranked team in the nation, playing at 18th-ranked Baylor Right now, Baylor has an early 6-5 to lead, 15-45 left to go in that game. By the way, if Iowa State loses tonight at Baylor, every team in the Big 12 will have at least three conference losses. And let me tell you why. Because Texas Tech, 15th-ranked team in the nation, they hosted Cincinnati today, and the Red Raiders lose 75-72. Texas Tech actually pulled ahead with 1 point or by 1.72 71 with about uh, 35 seconds left in the game then Cincinnati just coldly went down made made a bucket and then they were able to They were able to seal it with a dunk late in the game. Other Big 12 action, fourth-ranked Houston. uh, They lose at eighth-ranked Kansas, 78-65. Twenty-third-ranked Oklahoma. They lose at UCF, 74-63. Oklahoma's BYU's next opponent. That's going to do it for Cougar Post Game Live. BYU wins today, 86-73. Greg and Mark, they are going to have Dallin Hall next on the new skin. BYU Sports.
0: Here's Greg Rubel with more Big O' Tires Cougar Postgame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
3: Back courtside here at WVU Coliseum, Morgantown, West Virginia. What a venue and what a game for BYU. 86-73 is your final. Let's get you our Waystar stars of the game, plural, today. We're going to split this award brought to you by Waystar, simplifying health payments. Learn more at waystar.com. Dallin Hall and Fuseni Traore, both massive roles in a great team win. Dallin Hall today, 8 points, career-high 12 assists to only a single turnover in 35 grueling minutes. And Fuseni Traore, BYU shorthanded down a big. Fusco's 24 points, one off a career-high, 10 of 15 from the field, makes all of his free throws, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks and a steal, and a game-high, team-high plus 22 in 31 big minutes. And one of those two stars, Dallin Hall, joining us now courtside on Big O Tires Cougar Postgame Live. Dallin, congratulations to you and the boys on a huge win.
4: Appreciate that, Greg. That sounds like a, a hard one to split after hearing Fusa's stats, man. <laughs> man. That dude went crazy tonight.
3: Well, you went crazy in your own way, but, you know, and it wasn't just the two of you. There were so many guys to point out we did during postgame already, but you know, and it's been kind of the story of the season. It's like, well, you're missing somebody who's going to pick up and help us carry on, and no Ali, which is a huge hole for you guys. How did you do it?
4: Yeah, it's kind of been that way all year. Like you were saying, it's next man up mentality, and that's what's fantastic about this team is like we got guys 1 through 16 that can really play the game of basketball, and they're ready, and they're anxious for opportunities, and so when things like this happen, I think guys are just ready to step up. You know, Noah plays sick tonight for us just to give a few guys a spell, and Richie really stepped up and played fantastic. And so I thought Foos was incredible, a tiki. But just what Foos had to shoulder tonight with us missing Ali, um, I mean, I can't even tell everyone how big that was for us.
5: Well, I didn't know how much I missed that awesome two-man game with you and Foos, and it seemed to be super effective in this game, either at getting the switch with Edwards on you, which allowed you to do some things, or then getting the ball down to Foose. What, do what do you two... When you're working together on that that two-man game, what, what are you looking for? What are the objectives, and why is it so effective?
4: Yeah, I think a lot of it um, is dependent on how defenses guard us, ball screen-wise. Obviously, me and Foose have a really special connection, both on and off the court. Um, and on the court, we really try and take advantage of whatever defense of coverage we see. And so the coaches do a great job of preparing us. Tonight, they were in a quick show, so I was just trying to get it to him early so he could go make a play. And then they started collapsing in on him, and I was able to find other guys that were open because, you know, we got so many guys that can shoot the ball.
3: BYU, as a team, 19 assists and 8 turnovers. What a tremendous number that turns out to be for you guys. Uh, And of the 19-12 come off your hands, did you get a sense at any point tonight that, man, whatever I I dish out, they're finishing?
4: (laughs) No, yeah. Uh, That's what's fantastic about this team is, like, there's just – it doesn't matter who I spray it out to. Like, (laughs) it's a guy that can score and that's hard for defenses to guard. Um, They make the game really easy for me uh, as far as reads because it's just one through five. Like, whoever helps, we make them pay with that guy, and so it's really fun. I'm super grateful for this team and the way they shoot it and the way they, you know, tell me to attack and really support me, and I think we did a great job playing together.
3: You had a nine-point lead at halftime. The lead got to 17 in the second half. Gets down to five. And you've been in some situations this year where things go sideways, get to go the other way. They didn't tonight. What was happening when that game got different and the crowd got loud, either in timeouts or on the floor? What kept you guys together when things were kind of going a different direction?
4: Yeah, I thought it was our defensive energy um, and rebounding energy. You know, a lot of times in those close games, we've given up some key offensive rebounds, and I thought we did a great job of really executing on the defensive end and then finishing it with a hit and securing the board. And you know, that's hard as an offense when you're trying to find life like they were to not be able to get second possessions I thought we did a great job of stealing that and
3: by the way before Mark jumps in here BYU scored the last 12 second chance points of the game There was a time there where it was West Virginia getting all the stick backs and you were outscored them 12 nothing to end the game on second chances
5: I just want to ask a little bit because uh, This guy fascinates me Richie Saunders. He kind of goes under the radar, but is so consistent so effective How important is Richie to this team, and what does he bring to to this group?
4: He's crucial to what we do, not only to what we do on the floor, but our identity and our culture. Like Richie, um, he's all in. He's the first guy in the gym. He's one of the last guys out, and he really handles his business. And so just what he provides for our team as far as our culture, and that translates to the floor, is huge. And then obviously there's no one that plays harder than Richie Saunders. How about that?
5: shot I mean when that's got to be
4: such a big boost to when you he
5: banks
3: guys. in the three are you saying well we're now we're winning
4: <laughs> yeah no uh there was three of us on the bench we all called bank so <laughs> I want to shout out J-Mac and Trey because I heard them say it and they'll go around telling people but I can confirm it they did
3: now that was a massive three it gave BYU a nine-point lead but the final bucket made the final field goal made tonight Was a three-pointer from Dallin Hall that was the final dagger, and that made it a 14-point game with 90 seconds to go. How good did that feel making that shot in the final two minutes?
4: That felt good, man. That's something I love to (laughs) do—is shoot it off the bounce um, and to have an opportunity late in the game. Uh, I love it, man. You know, it's like Steph Curry out there night, (laughs) night.
3: (laughs) You are now four. You as a team are now four and four in the Big 12. Eight games into this thing, what can you tell people about what it's like to get ready for, scout for, play in games against Big Twelve opposition, night in, night out?
4: Uh, I think it's just the funnest league in the country to play in. Like, it's an every night's an opportunity. Um, our coaches do a fantastic job of providing the scout. Um, like we cannot thank them and speak highly enough about what they do in their preparation. They really put us in positions to to go out and perform and succeed. And so,
3: and they all do about a great job together. But specifically, Coach Robinson was the scout for today, was he not? For West he Virginia, he was. Yeah. yeah,
4: he did a great job. Um, and they're just all so consistent. Like we're never like, oh, this coach has the scout. Like each of them puts in their due diligence. And they make sure that we're prepared, and it's really incredible. It's just the culture that we've created and that they've helped create, and so they're super key to what we do.
3: Okay, so when you go 35 minutes in a game, in a Big 12 basketball game, what's the body <laughs> like in the next few hours?
4: Uh, you know, luckily I didn't have any like major bumps or bruises tonight, so just a little fatigue. I'll sleep it off, uh, <laughs> maybe get in the ice tub in the hotel and uh, get ready for Oklahoma. I feel good.
3: Yeah. Well, it feels great now that you get to uh, rest for an extra day, uh, take a Sunday where you can We'll you'll do some traveling, obviously, but right. it's a day to, to, to recuperate, a practice day in, in Norman on Monday, and then you're back at it on, on Tuesday night. And this league, you just don't know game to game what's going to happen. Oh, you went to Orlando today, and UCF wins by 11. You guys win it. The win you got in Orlando, that's really standing up. That's a really good win. Teams have really struggled in that building, and, and OU, a ranked team, took one on the chin there today.
4: No, yeah, that was one of the funnest environments I've ever actually played in. UCF was really amazing, and they're a physical team. Everyone's talented, so you got to bring it every night.
3: You said best basketball conference in the country, I think, at the start, and and it's not just, there's a real good sense that, they, that you're playing the highest level of teams day in, day out what is it about that part that maybe keeps you guys motivated, inspired, playing such good basketball, being in this kind of league?
4: Um, I think just the character of the guys we have on our team that our coaches have recruited, like everyone's dream is to compete at the highest level like that's all we've ever wanted since we were young and so to have a platform a place where we can do that every night is like a dream come true for us and we're just trying to relish it and really enjoy it and have have fun while we go out there and play because that's why we play basketball
3: and it is fun to be in the mix right now four and four in a very competitive league it's a blast isn't it
4: it's a blast man we're just getting started so we're excited
3: let's go Dallin, good speaking with you thanks thanks Dallin. all right that's Hall, one of our two way star stars of the game coach mark pope still to come here on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
0: It's time to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope. This is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. The BYU Creamery, the classic taste of BYU ice cream, now also in a convenient pint. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a national leader in business valuation services. Learn more at econpartners.com. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. All
3: right, let's kick off our BYU Creamery, Cougar Post Game Coaches Show with the Economics Partners Valuable Stat of the Game. It is brought to you today and always by Economics Partners, whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes when your business needs a valuation. The right partner is Economics Partners. Learn more at EconPartners.com. And I think, Mark, I feel like I want to go back to the second chance points number because I was kind of harping on it in game. Uh, West Virginia, when it was making its comeback, was getting a lot of second po- possessions, a lot of offensive rebounds, a lot of stick-back points, and they got to a point where BYU was minus 10 in the second-chance points, and the Cougars finished the game plus 2 in that category. Down the stretch, when the Cougars needed to find offensive rebounds and extend their own possessions to keep uh, the Mountaineers at bay, they did that. And how many threes came off of resets or balls out of bounds, things like that? And so BYU outscores West Virginia 12 nothing down the stretch in second-chance points. One of the factors in a game yeah. BYU wins by a score of eighty-six to seventy-three. I can't believe they won that stat all night.
5: It was it looked like they were going to get you know doubled up at least from that that from that stat. But credit for the most part, Foose late he was getting some rebounds that were just amazing. And again, I keep going. You got to see Foose's game in the context that he's playing most of the time against Edwards. This is a premier big guy that is incredibly long, and Foos went out there and got so many rebounds that led to those second-chance points, so
3: just, just a great job. So a little while ago, I, I was talking with some of the fans behind the bench, and um, I said, now, what's your connection to this whole thing? Because I saw, you know, there were some greetings being exchanged, and she says, I'm Mark Pope's sister. So I got to meet Mark's sister, and you might just want to bring her to, I don't know, all the road games yeah. the rest of the way. So, sure. <laughs> Congrats to you and the team. Uh, what a win in front of friends and family. And, uh, wow, man, this just, nothing, nothing beats uh, road wins in this league, it feels like. Right. Every everyone's yeah. special. But to come on the road in this environment, tough to describe just how cool a venue mm. and the vibe this place gets when the people get going. But a hard-earned win with some circumstances going against you with personnel, another game where you're just resilient and you guys go grind out a 13-point victory at a tough place to play because you've already seen Cincy and Texas Mm -hmm. and KU lose in this building. What a great win, Coach. Congratulations. It
2: was uh, was a great effort by our guys. And... I mean, first, the venue. Like, you think about the home of Jerry West, man. Hot Rod Hunley, Rod Thorn, and, and this fan base. And, like, there's a really... I don't know, guys. There, there's some venues, and maybe it's every Big 12 venue, but you walk in here and there's so much history in here, and uh, it's really special to be in here. And it was a great atmosphere tonight, of course. Uh, it just is, I, I just... You, know, you pinch yourself. You think, man, we get to do this every single night, and, and this is another place that's really special. Um, and, and our guys, uh, you know, it, it's always challenging on the road, and the guys had to overcome a bunch of challenges. Not having Ali is a huge challenge for us. And Noah, probably if you asked him right now, wouldn't even know what state he's in. He's, he's been really sick, but he was just like, nope, I'm going to get on this floor for my guys. And, and uh, you know, Richie's still trying to come back. And so there's just been a lot of that, and, and I thought our guys were uh great and then and then you know uh, like every team always will in this league because it's so competitive uh guys made a run in the second half and our guys rung the bell by uh, making some great plays and then and then you know getting lucky on a couple plays too it was, it was really terrific
3: don't you dare say that Richie Saunders
2: bank three was luck I will not hear it no he called, he told, but you know he had a timeout and he told us before no he did not <laughs> that do <was> that. That. <laughs> uh, you know and Trev had a flashback you know he had a, he got fouled on the three and ended up shooting it down from his hip where he <laughs> shot when he was five he was he, he had a flashback <laughs> to being five and making all those shots and um, but but you know then you think about uh, I couldn't be more proud of Jackson Robinson. So um, you talk about a way guys mature. So Jax fights the whole game with not a lot going his way. Um, you know, for 30 minutes, he's kind of managing some frustration and, and not feeling it and not getting, you know, the, the game just was coming hard, but just kept being forceful and physical. And all of a sudden, he comes up with huge shots down the stretch and to really settle us, and that's how the game works. It honors you. If you'll put your head down for the first 30 or 35 or 38 the game almost always honors you late, and it certainly did that for him. And he was—that was a microcosm of our team. Let's
3: backtrack a little bit. Uh, last 14 games, you started a point center essentially, in Ali Khalifa. Yeah. The game plan changes yeah. without it. It has to. And, and so, when you find out you're not going to have them, what kind of things tactically do you and your guys do to make it work like it did today? Well,
2: it puts a, it puts a lot more burden on Dallin. I mean, it's really the truth. Um, you know, uh, Ali essentially functions like a point guard, play creator, playmaker for us. And so, it takes a lot of pressure off of Dallin, especially a team that's sending two to the ball as much as what well, is committed as West Virginia is to do that. And and so, you know, that's the first thing is, is that the onus uh, goes to Dallin where he has to be much more of a creator and he was magical tonight i mean 12-1 i mean come on against this defensive team with their length and size uh, i thought he was really extraordinary and then uh, the other thing it does is it changes up um, our guys is cutter so you know um I still thought we had some really effective play cutting. Uh, Trev got a late out of wide. Uh, Richie got a late out of wide. That's been something we've been emphasizing in practice the last couple of days. Uh, and then Foose out of the short roll. We actually only had one really clean short roll. It was early in the game, maybe the fourth or fifth possession. It was something we emphasized. But the response to it was so massive um, that we ended up getting, like now it was down in a matter of getting skip passes because the bottom was so heavier. it was a matter of him getting a, a you know, first First pass out of the of the double team was actually open for Sash because they were so overcommitted to handling the short roll. So, uh, and then Foose, of course, was a beast. Um, and and so that was everything we needed to, to get out of here with a win tonight.
5: Which one of the things I'm impressed with is this this team seems to be learning and growing and getting better and learning how to finish games in, in tough environments. What, what do you? You've been in situations in the conference on the road where you've had a lead and you've lost it. Tonight, that did not happen. What what are a couple couple keys to... That this team is learning and growing from that has made a different result tonight?
2: Yeah, I've been really proud of the guys the last two games uh, from halftime on. The consideration has been, the conversation amongst our guys has been continuous. Texas and here is just like, we're winning this game on the defensive end. We're going to win this game on the defensive end. We're going to make sure our transition defense is incredibly sound. We're going to win this game on the defensive glass. Uh, You know, you think about it, we gave up five offensive rebounds in the first half and only two in the second second half uh, which is which is a huge was huge for us um, so our guys kind of laser focus on doing everything they can on the defensive end to win the game uh, is crucial for us to it's crucial to win, right? It's, it's just the way you got to do it. And, and so much of our offense is predicated on feel-goods on defense. And so uh, that's been a, a laser focus for our guys that that will not change as we go through the season. That's going to continue to be a, an emphasis. And, you, know, minus, you know, minus Kerr kind of uh, really, really feeling it in the second half from beyond the arc. I thought our guys' defensive effort was, was really terrific for the most part.
3: Grabbing defensive rebounds late was a huge part in this next stat, and our audience has already heard me talk about it a couple times already. But, Coach, there was a point in the second half when you were minus 10 in second-chance yeah. points. And yeah. from that point, you outscored West Virginia 12 nothing in second-chance points yeah. till the end of the game.
2: Yeah, it was really important. And listen, we, could we have gone any smaller down the stretch? <laughs> I mean, you know, I got jacks at the four, and I think, for the last four minutes. And at one point, I had uh, Richie at the five. Um, and, but, but, you know, we still had guys. You know, in fact, one of the key plays actually tonight, um, right before the four-minute media timeout, is Jackson Robinson uh, shot goes up, and Jackson Robinson went and took on Jesse Edwards, Manu and actually got him off the glass. And you just think about that—that's a, a, a weight differential of 150 pounds, probably. Yep. And um, you know, but our guards making big plays like that is super important. It's the way that we can we can survive.
3: We'll take a break. We'll come back get some concluding comments with Coach Mark Pope. This is the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. Final score: BYU 86, West Virginia 73. The Cougs improved to 16 and five on the year, and back to 500. Four and four in the Big 12. Get a second Big 12 road win as well. We're talking about it with a coach after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're listening to the BYU Creamberry Cougar Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
3: I right, Greg and Mark Durant with Mark Pope courtside. BYU 86, West Virginia 73. Here in Morgantown, first game of a two-game stretch. The Cougs will be in Norman on Tuesday. And Coach Pope, just to, for, from logistically, you are going to stay out here on the road uh, mm-hmm. on the way to Oklahoma. Um, you get a full practice in there Monday, right?
2: Yeah, so uh, we're actually going to stay overnight, which is so weird. We didn't have to pack our bags before the game, and then uh, we got church in the morning and. Uh, then jump on a plane and and uh, get to Norman and and. Um, uh you know, a couple of us doing a little fireside tomorrow night and have a, a good rest day and rehab, and then Monday full day in Norman uh, prepping for the game, get to practice on the practice court, and then and obviously a huge huge game on Tuesday.
3: You told me in our pregame chat that you're kind of mm-hmm. crossing fingers that maybe uh, Ali feels good enough to, to join you there, but that remains to be seen, I guess.
2: Yeah, we're, um, you know, we actually it's so important to us that we had I had, one, I had Colin Terry stay with him, and so uh, just to make sure things didn't turn worse, and the that we did everything we could for him, so he's been kind of nursing him back to health uh, under the direction of Rob Ramos and, and Wiz, and and uh, so we're still holding out hope that we can, you know, somehow find a plane 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 for him to take his, take him out here.
3: A couple things about this game today before we leave it and say so long. uh West Virginia scored 29 in the first half; they scored 44 after halftime. So you had to keep pace with them, and that was at a time when Kirk Reese got going, and he can get going. Yeah. He has three at halftime; he scores 20 after the break for West Virginia, and he get he did get hot.
2: Yeah. Uh, I know Kerr very well. I uh, flew out to Lithuania to recruit him, and and uh, and uh, we had some of the. They're not called falafels, but like literally one of the greatest foods. Some some uh, like a, 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 a like a falafels, a very poor man's version of it. Uh, he, he's a he is a. I actually love this kid, man. He is a feisty, fearless um, competitor. I still don't understand why he turned me down twice, but um, but he was terrific tonight. And he's just, you know, it's the basketball player he is. Coach, I'm curious a little bit about
5: process going forward to Oklahoma and tonight. I mean, I think uh, Coach Robinson had the major part mm-hmm. of the scout today, yeah. And I'm just curious how. how And you'll have another coach, and you'll you'll scout, and you'll talk to your guys, but there's not a lot of turnaround time. How much do you vary from game to game? What, What are you trying to get through to the kids in that limited time so they'll be ready to go?
2: Well, uh, you know, just conversation in the locker room. We kind of did as much of a rehash on this game as we're going to do. And we'll highlight some things from this game, but only the things that clearly uh, are going to be points of emphasis for Oklahoma. So there are some takeaways from here. We'll actually show them some film that's takeaways from this game that's applicable to Oklahoma, but we won't dig into anything that's not applicable. And and we'll you know we'll uh, the vast majority of tomorrow is just going to be these guys, um, you know, having a chance to get spiritually and and uh, physically and mentally fresh. The most important thing for us is that we can show up into every venue at one hundred percent fresh. This league just wants to tear you down, and so these the Sundays, you know, it's it is a it's a day of rest. That's uh, it, kind of. Um, well, it's 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 you know it's by decision for us, right? We we decide to do it this way, but it's probably the most productive thing we can do. I mean, uh, you know, so um, that's really important. And then Tuesday will be a heavy day. So Tuesday morning we'll we'll hit film hard in the morning. We'll go practice a midday practice. We'll hit fo- uh, film hard that evening, and then and then we'll give another run uh, run through on Tuesday morning. And then we'll be prepped to go. So um, that's kind of how we digest it. But, the, you know, it's always the players first. So, you know, I, I've said this a thousand times, but um, Billy Donovan is, is one of my heroes in coaching. He was my assistant coach at the University of Kentucky. And when he was at Florida, he said everything changed. He, he Early in his career at Florida, when they were just okay, he was uh, spending hours every morning preparing practice for his players. He would have the perfect practice. Everybody in meticulous place in the right place. And then uh, he got some counseling. And he changed and he was still having bad practices. So he changed his philosophy. And then instead of spending all that time with his staff, organized practice, he started having guys in his office all morning long, trying to prepare his players for practice. And he started to have great practices and winning national championships. And so that is true. Um, you know, these guys' hearts and minds is way more important than my X's and O's. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll spend the, the vast majority of tomorrow on that and, and doing it in the appropriate way, and, uh, and it's, it'll be a winning for me.
3: Yeah, Mark's question reminds me of a clip that I saw of the Jazz head coach, Will Hardy, and I spoke with Tyson Jacks, your basketball communications director, about this some time ago, but he was asked about how you prepare scouts for players, and his, his takeaway was don't make it a science project for yeah. your guys. Yep. You can't make it so in-depth that they're yep. head-spinning when it comes to Time to play the game.
2: And the filtering processes, and Mark, you know this. The filtering processes. So, what what makes a uh, great staff? And Nick Robinson was terrific tonight. By the way, putting together the scout, it was it was really terrific. Very challenging scout, it was, especially with the moving parts that we had on our own team. We had to kind of revise the scout several times. But the distilling process um, of what all the information that the staff takes in. And the weed out and the simplification. So we can just get to really six main points. We try and weed it down to three main offensive and three main defensive points. To get to to kind of get through all the stuff that's not gonna be the difference makers and get to the stuff that is gonna be the difference makers that your guys can not just know, but actually internalize so it can be second nature for them. Is that that's actually the magic process? Is how simple can you make the scout, but how like exactly to the point the pressure points as you need to and and that's what our our assistant coaches are great at doing
3: okay last thing for you coach uh we during the break we were away for a couple seconds we were kind of going through the big 12 scoreboard today Duh. and wins a lot you just don't know game to game how this this league's going to go and so this point being you have one in two places that Kansas did not this yeah. year as an yep. example of what's going on yep. uh, using UCF and West Virginia as an example yep. which is just a, a microcosm of what this Big 12 is right now yep
2: it's um I mean you, you, guys I just can't get over it like this is like uh, I'm sure heaven I mean I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this but this sure feels like basketball heaven doesn't it <laughs> and um, I mean basketball heaven of course would us be in 8-0 right now in league but but um in terms of, like, everything you love as an athlete, uh, I mean, I'm telling you guys, I don't know. Like, I, I'm old. I'm really old. So I understand what this building is and the guys that have rolled through this building, that they changed the whole trajectory of basketball. And I, I, I have a sense of this fan base having worked in the East Coast. And I don't know, man. It's like I feel like a little kid. Um and 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 my guys are taking it in too and and uh, i hope cougar nation is also because um not everybody gets to do this and 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 our guys are doing it and they're they're doing it right and they're doing it together and it, it's 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 never going to be easy but man it sure is fun and rewarding
3: and as someone who's even older than mark pope i say amen to all of that
2: <laughs> amen brother. coach
3: we will uh, we will we'll, we'll continue to see you as we continue this road swing thanks again congrats thanks guys all right that's mark pope all right, we'll come back and wrap today's broadcast up after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're listening to the BYU Creamberry Cougar Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
3: All right, from uh, WVU Coliseum here in Morgantown, West Virginia, in front of 11,753, nearly 12,000 in this gorgeous venue, gorgeous old venue, historic and cavernous and everything else. BYU earns uh, an 86-73 win. In this last segment here, I want to do something um, briefly. You know, it's, Mark, in, in the world we live in, uh, we and our families and others we have opportunity to receive service from others in the in in the world of commerce whether it's a fast food restaurant or uh you know your your tailor whatever the case may be we have opportunities to experience service and you know a lot of times the service you know is either just okay or lets us down and we get you know depressed about that and then i wish they cared more and then you have opportunities where you are served by somebody And the service is so exemplary that you go back again and again, and you're never let down. And they always impress you by how good they are, how much they care. So we have these type of people in service industries in our lives where the people that treat you right and do right by you, you're their customers for life, and you're loyal for life. And you go back, and you love to spread the word about them and and all. And and, and so there's someone like that in, in the Rubella household, and it's a little place called Carter's Auto Repair in Pleasant Grove. And we've been living in Cedar Hills for a quarter a century. And for most of that time, every time we have a car issue, we go to Carter's Auto Repair. It's run by a guy named Todd Carter. And Todd's dad, Leland, Buck was his nickname, Buck Carter, just passed away uh, less than two weeks ago after his 88th birthday was recently celebrated. And and Buck got Carter's auto repair going. And Carter and his son, or uh, Buck and his son Todd Carter, have been running that place for. Years and Todd's taken over, and Todd's kind of the man. But Buck was always around. Whenever we go see Todd, Buck would be around, his dad, and, and so and it's been in the business in the in the family forever. It was originally a service station way way back in the day, and then it became Carter's Auto Repair in Pleasant Grove. And so Buck, and then Todd ran this place, and and we go all the time, and just are always touched by how good their service is and how amazing Todd is. And Buck would be around, and so we just I just found out my wife told me that uh, Buck just passed away. And so I want to pass along condolences to the Carter family. And I do so in particular because of this note. And it's a beautiful obituary at openmortuary.com if you wanted to read it for Leland Buck Carter. But here's what I want to bring out to you. Buck was, it says in his obituary, Buck was a true sports fan and was a diehard BYU fan. Football, basketball, baseball, if the Cougars were playing, you were sure to hear it. If it wasn't on TV... He would have his handheld radio out, listening at top volume. And he's just one of many people that we talk to when we do our job. And Buck Carter, uh, who just passed away, uh, was one of those people uh, to whom we speak on a nightly and daily basis. And we are grateful for his fandom and we in the Rubel household are personally grateful for he and his family and the business they've run so well they're in pleasant grove called carter's auto repair and and not just buck but then todd his son and then since it's gone down to the grandkids and and so grandkids amy and tyler are also a part of running carter's and they're around as well and so all of that is just to say thank you and bless you to the carter family in your time of, of mourning and grieving uh and celebrating the life of, of buck and thank you to the family for putting together a business and running it so well that we keep going back and we'll keep going back and are so appreciative of the great service they've given to us and so many others so they do it the right way and i just wanted to say a thank you and 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 bless you to all of them and again uh, on the passing of uh, leland buck carter yeah
5: that's a a beautiful uh, tribute and sentiment sentiment greg and uh my condolences as well but it just you know as i've done this job and played and and been everywhere and you know just here tonight there's still hundreds of fans here that have traveled so far and and byu means so much to them and sports means a lot to them and it brought bonds families together and and uh it's a really beautiful thing and we're treated so well Pe- so many people come up to us and thank us for what we do and want pictures and, uh, and it makes us feel special and we f- we we feel special doing this job and being a part of people's lives and that whole experience and uh and, th- and this team is is super fun i'm proud of these guys I mean, These these are hard things to do and they're doing it well representing the university well and this was a fun win they deserve it yeah. and uh it, it there's i hope there's more fun wins in the future and that we all as cougar fans and fans and broadcasters and players get to enjoy it together and it bonds us together it really yeah. does and so you lose someone like that and i don't i don't know who he is but just hearing you talk about him i love him and and uh appreciate him and uh, it's a, it's a special thing to be involved with yeah. i didn't know we were going to go this direction but it, <laughs> it, it's a special thing and i'm i'm certainly grateful to, to be a part of it.
3: Well, this this courtside gathering we're a part of right now, these are more fun, obviously, after wins than losses, but it's been happening after losses, too. I mean, BYU's taken some tough losses and still have time to meet with the fans and take pictures and, and sign autographs and spend a moment. So win or lose, they're going to be here for their fans, but their fans are always here for BYU in the Big 12, which is an amazing thing. And we've seen it for years and never get surprised, but uh, to be able to go so far away from home and see so many in BYU blue and get so many go kooks and see so many happy, smiling faces is always inspiring and again much more fun after days like today but win or lose they're here and the Cougars are here for their fans all right let's thank the crew back at BYU Radio we had the terrific trio of Kaylee Radford and Soraya Ritchie and Maya Tippett working the board and editing today so thank you to those three we had our coordinating producer Terry South we had our studio host Cleon Wall And we had our engineer, Barry Squires, all those guys responsible for getting us and keeping us on the air. Appreciation to the operations guys, Clark Jackman and Sean O'Neill as well. And that would bring us to courtside. Our appreciation to Brian Messerly, the sports information director for West Virginia, setting up our pregame interview with Josh Eilert. And, of course, to his BYU counterpart, our right-hand man, Tyson Jex, BYU basketball communications director. Thank you to him for all he does. We heard from Dallin Hall and Mark Pope in the postgame. Coach Pope and Coach Eilert in the pregame. And that just leaves the guys on the headset. Mark, we will send you back home. I will stay on the road, but re- reunite with you in Norman I'll on Tuesday. And see in
5: Norman. then another place I haven't been, I'm excited to go. Every, every week's a fun new experience.
3: All right, so it'll be BYU and Oklahoma, and that game will be coming up on Tuesday night from Norman. So we will talk to you then, BYU and OU. As for today, final score, BYU 86 and West Virginia 73. What a day here in Morgantown. So in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Morgantown, West Virginia.
0: You've been listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by All Pro Capital, real estate investments. By Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires. The team you trust. Brought to you by Ken Garth. We hear you. And by Smith's Food and Drug, proud partner of BYU Athletics. BYU Basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Shane Reese, Vice President Keith Borkink, Athletic Director Tom Holmo, and Associate Athletic Director of Corporate Sponsorships, Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin BYU Sports Network.